Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome to week two of Nintendo Month here on the Super Mercado Bros Video Game Music Podcast. Thanks a lot for joining us, everybody. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. For week two of Nintendo Month, we're going to be taking a look at one of the Nintendo GameCube's uh, premier soundtracks, one of the only Nintendo games of that era, and we will mention that this game was actually developed by Namco, but one of the few Nintendo games to feature a fully orchestral soundtrack. Today we're going to be taking yes. a look at the score to Star Fox Assault. So this came out in 2005, and what's so crazy is that was not an era for fully orchestrated soundtracks, especially when it comes to Nintendo games. You know, yeah, no we think kidding. about the other games released on the GameCube, it was mostly general MIDI stuff, really. Uh, and it wasn't for a couple years after this that the release of Mario Galaxy came out where it right. really seemed like Nintendo was finally starting to maybe embrace um, some of the, the modern times when it comes to technology and things like that for, for soundtracks. So You know what's interesting, Carl, to me is that you mentioned two years between Star Fox Assault and Galaxy, but it, it could be it could have been six because yeah. it, that felt like such a long time. I mean... I think it's it's also different when you're younger. Time, I guess, moves in a different way. But I've right. always loved the Star Fox series. And I think I was never more excited for a game than I was for this. And I think it's safe to say that um, it, most people probably wouldn't consider Star Fox Assault a classic. But it was definitely some of my favorite video gaming memories as a kid were from oh, for playing sure. this game. No, we had, we had a great it. time with this game. And I think now that the dust has settled a little bit, I mean, I think it's probably the second best Star Fox game. I think 64, almost everyone would agree, is just a classic. It's really fun. It, it holds up decently. The music's amazing. And then then I think you have this game, which holds up yeah. pretty well, too, and, and is, you know, in some ways taken very seriously. I would still say the original Star Fox on the SNES probably outdoes this it's, one a little. The problem, though, with, with the original Star Fox is it's almost impossible to play nowadays. It's just so choppy. Um, at least for me personally, it's really hard to go back to the original Star Fox. Obviously, you know, the music is amazing. But definitely, I mean, I agree with you. This is this is up there for me. I, I, I really loved it. The, the, on, the on land kind of uh, third person shooter levels, mm -hmm. um, it's kind of notorious how poorly they control and have a very clunky scheme. Yeah, those those were definitely very clunky and, and, and awkward, but I think the on-rail uh, ship stuff, um, just, just really yeah, well done. the ship stuff is just great. And it looks great. The graphics still, I think, hold up to this day. So like Will mentioned before, this was actually developed by Namco, and it was a really interesting collaboration with Nintendo and Namco. Uh, and so because of that, the composers we have are not Nintendo composers. So this score is mostly, I would say, orchestral, fully orchestral arrangements of Star Fox 64 music. Yeah. But there is a decent amount of original stuff, too. So the composers we have are Yoshi Arakawa and Yoshinori Kawamoto. And something that we wanted to mention, because some of you might say, oh, why is this episode on Nintendo Month? Mm -hmm. You know, because it's developed by Namco. But the thing is, because this soundtrack features these incredible orchestral arrangements of primarily Koji Kondo themes, yeah. uh, it, 
it, you can't have a more perfect topic. And also, I really just want to celebrate these two composers for just the stellar work that they did back in 2005. The new yes. orchestral music they did. Forget whether it should, you know, be considered among some of the great Nintendo music. It's just some of the great it's video great game music. music of all time. I absolutely love their work. So what you guys heard playing in was the Star Fox theme, which in some ways is the most definitive arrangement of that amazing Koji right. Kondo composition from 64. So finally we get to hear this with a full orchestra and yeah. <laughs> it's almost like I I could only listen to this version for the rest of my life. I don't need to hear any of the other versions. This is such well, a classic melody. And what I, I really, again, I want to sing the praises of these two composers because when Koji Kondo was creating the theme to Star Fox 64, he was very influenced by the TV show Thunderbirds. Um, and it, even down to like the kind of arrangement. And if you if you've ever heard the the theme to Thunderbirds, yeah, it uses an orchestra, but it, it very much is like this like seventies TV orchestra. It almost sounds more like Mission Impossible or, or something like that, right? Um, and that's kind of the sound that Koji was going for almost this quasi-militaristic thing. But what I think is so beautiful about what Arakawa and Kawamoto did in Star Fox Assault is they gave it this beautiful, elegant, like, symphony orchestra treatment. And it really highlights what an absolutely gorgeous and triumphant theme Koji Kondo wrote all those years ago. Well, speaking of um, speaking of that theme, the next track we're going to move on to, in some ways, is kind of like a variation of the main Star Fox theme, and it gets even further into those militaristic vibes here. This is the mission briefing theme from Star Fox Assault. You guys are listening to the Mission Briefing theme from Star Fox Assault, which came out for the GameCube in 2005. And the composers we have on this project are Yoshi Arakawa and Yoshinori Kawamoto. This is one of the tracks that is actually an arrangement of a Star Fox 64 piece. And this is another one that Koji Kondo composed. We didn't mention that Star Fox 64 was dually composed by both Koji Kondo and Hajime Wakai, Mm -hmm. uh, two composers that are still working at Nintendo and um, both responsible for some of the biggest titles on the Nintendo Switch. Hajime Wakai was actually the music director for Breath of the Wild Mm -hmm. in Koji Kondo, as we mentioned 
it last week, uh, composed some music to the recent Super Mario Odyssey. So it's cool that both of those guys are still around. For sure. Uh, I, I love the original piece from Star Fox 64. If you remember, this is the music that would play uh, when you're basically selecting your stage and you see that like yeah, that map, map of screen. the solar yeah. system. But this orchestration is so fantastic for so many reasons. First of all, I love the use of the flute in oboe and octaves and also the kind of low ominous woodwinds just the way that they've set it is just perfect for the tone but that that woodwind octave thing to me that really reminds me of like the 70s tv show kind of sound you know having the sort of dry woodwind octave writing like that yeah that sort of reminds me of that but my favorite moment of this piece is when you get the it's one of the kind of great ominous koji kondo melodies and you know he loves writing with those kind of parallel fourths but the way they've orchestrated it just really amps up the um, emotional context so much greater than well. This is another possible. example of I don't want to go back to the '64 version. This this feels yeah. so definitive to me. Like I'm just so content listening to this. It's just so uh, these guys had a lot of love and respect for for this music and really are trying to elevate and in mm-hmm. some ways maybe kind of achieve what Koji Kondo would have done if he did have an orchestra yeah. back in 97. You well, know, and what's um, great is a lot of this. Stuff stuff to me almost is like the proof of concept for galaxy this proves yeah, it really feels that, that it's way. like that nintendo style that m- nintendo melodic and harmonic language totally works with an orchestral palette well and it and it does need to be mentioned we, we don't want to harp on it too much but as far as this gamecube era this was such a treat and such a breath of fresh air i can count probably the orchestral soundtracks on one hand that happened on the GameCube. There's just, there, yeah. there really aren't very many of them because part of the issue with the GameCube, uh, which was maybe different than the Xbox and PS2, is that because of the mini discs, they, they actually had less space um, than the other systems did right. on the disc. So a lot of times the music, uh, general MIDI w- was a really good choice for that. Mm-hmm. And, and if they did have actual recording music, sometimes you'll notice that it would be a lot more compressed than, yeah, than the other systems. that's true. Well, also the same with, with dialogue games. Um, it, it was especially egregious on games that were ported across platforms. Like yeah. I remember you and I played uh, 007 Nightfire a lot on the GameCube. And oh, I remember yeah. all and the, the voice acting in the cutscenes. They, they, they looked kind of poor and they sounded very compressed. And I think games like Resident Evil 4, you know, that were made for the GameCube fared a lot better. Right. Um, and so I think that's why Star Fox Assault, the music actually sounds really great in game and mm-hmm. it, it doesn't suffer from some of those same problems. Let's now move on to another a wonderful arrangement uh, of a track originally from Star Fox 64. This is, I believe, the training theme from 64, which was a Wakai composition. This is Theme of Great Fox. Let's take a listen. Man, this is so good. It, it, it's really weird. Um, 
You know, I think this game and definitely the soundtrack, there's no question it does not get enough love. This is theme yeah. of Great Fox from Star Fox Assault. And it is so impressive how they took this theme from 64 that I don't think anyone, especially back then, thought very much of this theme. No, <laughs> not at all. That's what's crazy. And when you hear the original training theme, I don't think it's that great. I mean, it mm-hmm. has this melody, but in that presentation, I guess there's something wondrous about it. It, it works for the context in the game, but this presentation here, I mean, it's, it's just so regal and elegant. It makes it sound like William Walton or something. It's just this gorgeous, almost British orchestral writing. But what it's I very love, regal. The, the the kind of like jazz flute writing, the voicings of, you know, it, mm-hmm. it has that kind of like 1960s big jazz orchestra sense of like harmonizing a line and it just gives so much um, detail you know what's interesting Hajime Hirasawa really developed this sense of elegance and like sophistication for the series so that does seem to be part of the musical world of Star Fox there's um, and it really only comes across in the music. It's not like the characters are that elegant or intelligent, really. I mean, the game is just this action sci-fi game, and the music could right. have gone in a lot of other directions. But, yeah, th- there's this elegance here. Well, right, and that's what's interesting. As much as I love Koji Kondo's incredible Star Fox theme and the direction that they did with 64, like, Hirasawa's work in the original Star Fox is just, like, unmatched by anything and what's great about Star Fox Assault it's able to take the themes that Kondo and Wakai created for 64 and make it fit into kind of that elegant film music orchestral palette that Hirasawa always originally intended in the original Star Fox it's kind of I don't know it's like this is the perfect soundtrack to a series because it's also the perfect first um venture into orchestral territory because it it brings back all these old themes and makes them all feel unified and like fresh again let's take a listen to the next track we're going to play today we're trying to play the best music from star fox assault and luckily we're able to play almost all of it there's only a few things we had to cut let's move on to oikini's fleet waltz of the storm You guys are listening to Oikini's Fleet Waltz of the Storm, which is a wonderful original track from Star Fox Assault composed by Yoshi Arakawa and Yoshinori Kawamoto. This, yeah, at first I was assuming this was a, a 64 composition because it feels so classic and like familiar to me, but right. I think it's just a testament to you know that melody. It's just as soon as you hear it, it feels like you've always known it. 
what, what I love about it, it, it's almost in the, again, the Hirasawa vibe that even though this is fully orchestral and it's lovely, it has this rock energy to it that it establishes this groove. Dun, 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 Not only dun. does it have that, but it also really has a lot of like film music legitimacy. It reminds yeah. me of a lot of John Williams music. Well, it's also, I, I was getting some Kohei Tanaka vibes because it just sounds like oh, great, sure. you know, Japanese anime music. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, oh, God, the the orchestral tradition in Japan is so great. There's like a, a really distinct harmonic voice and, and way of uh, creating chord progressions and orchestration. There's just so many stellar composers doing that. And I love this piece. I mean, we could really break down every aspect of it. The melody, the chord progression, the, the, the variance in kind of narrative structure. Like, this is a piece that sort of tells a story. It has these different sections. Like, one of my favorite yeah. parts is the... And something cool that, um, I guess, an advantage that these composers had for a game like Star Fox Assault is that the Star Fox game are these on-rail shooters. So even though you're moving around, the general pacing of the level is kind of pre-choreographed. So it allows the music to almost function more like film music because they can kind of be beat by beat scoring the actual action in the game, which is one of the reasons why I think this score not only sounds so good, but it really feels good when you play it in those on-rail levels. And that's something that, as much as I you know, love Koji Kondo and Hajime Wakai, I don't think they were necessarily exploring the music in that way with Star Fox 64, where the timing you know, was meant to line up with specific things. You know, what's interesting is this piece, it's called Waltz of the Storm, but it's not a waltz. There's actually a lot more complex meter things happening uh, in this track um, than what would be a waltz. Yeah, I almost wonder if it's because it's sort of like a one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, three. It's almost like maybe that's how you're meant to feel it or something. Just more that it's kind of like this dance. It's this beautiful ballet in space. I got to say, this level is probably the best part of the game. They really like pulled out all the stops right at the beginning it looks yeah, it's great it's so fun mm-hmm. and exciting i don't think there's another point in the game that like reaches that level of yeah, like the wow promise, this is a new star fox game yeah this this stage promises more than i think the rest of the game is able to deliver but yeah very very memorable moment let's move on to fortuna and a lot a lot of the tracks have a specific maybe emotional title in addition to the the location so this one is called fortuna heroic pursuit You guys are listening to Fortuna Heroic Pursuit 
from Star Fox Assault, composed by Arakawa and Kawamoto. I love the sound of the orchestra that this game has. Yeah. It's very symphonic, and it feels live. It feels yeah. like you're actually listening to a live performance. I completely Kind of agree. really puts you in, in, in that world, in that mm-hmm. action, you know? You can just feel the intensity of this orchestra. There is something to be said about, like, a live performance versus, you know, sequencing something or maybe right. putting piecing things together a lot of times what you'll hear with with video games is maybe like some of the instruments are real and then it's supplemented with samples and things like that where there is something to be said about just hearing a full recording you can hear all the instruments playing together and man it's just it's a really big sound i really particularly enjoy like the battery section of this composition totally well i mean i gotta say with the exception of maybe the original super mario galaxy nintendo has never had a soundtrack with this kind of orchestral aesthetic. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it, it is it really adds to the polished feeling of the game. Star Fox Assault looks so good. All the character models and textures are great, and it it's something that I don't know. When that Star Fox Zero came out, I felt like it was like a step backward. Huge that they step were just back. trying to you know capture the '64 vibe again, and I, I was just like Star Fox, Assault which is, is so which great. is a little awkward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the problem with Star Fox Assault is that we didn't have enough of what it was kind of promising. You know, it's like this, the battle stuff was so good, but there wasn't enough of it. And the third person stuff, you know, the shooter stuff was really clunky and out of place. Right. And that was really the main issue. You know, I think visually and definitely the soundtrack wise, some of the best things that the series has ever seen. I want to talk a little bit about this piece musically. First of all, incredible melody. And this is an original piece of music again. Yes. Such delightful orchestration. And I particularly marvel at some of the doublings that happen. We have trombones in harmony for the... And then, you know, these woodwinds, very full and strings come in. It's It's so lovely. It's such a beautiful kind of heroic theme very noble again it feels like a classic uh it feels like a classic star fox theme it feels like a heroic pursuit (laughs) (laughs) but then it moves into this gorgeous lydian b section where Mm. uh i believe it's cellos and french horns kind of doubling this melodic line in unison this kind of like ascending lydian thing that really reminds me of super mario galaxy like the specific notes of the melody but i also love the way it's orchestrated the fact that you have strings and woodwinds doubling the kind of accompanimental texture that i think a lot of um composers might choose at that moment to just have woodwinds say doing the accompaniment and maybe like have strings and octaves or something but it's this beautiful sound of having the cello melody underneath the accompaniment but also the rhythms of that accompaniment it's not just like very interesting it's adding so much rhythmic character and personality i mean and all this stuff just flies by you know this is the first level of the game basically well yeah well i mean i and that's a great point it does fly by but it's music that's so layered that when you go back and listen to it there's so many different things to appreciate so it's it's music that really holds up well uh under multiple listens right just really really impressive stuff we're gonna move on to the first boss theme of the game this is called Boss 1, Andrew Oikeny, which is the boss of this stage. Let's take a listen. Ready? 
guys are listening to Boss One, Andrew Oikeny, which is a fairly short and simple, uh, you know, piece of boss music. I don't think this boss takes very long, so you're probably not <laughs> right. going to hear it loop <laughs> very much, but very effective. The boss music of this game is just another aspect where Arakawa and Kawamoto are just bringing it and just yeah. really adding more legitimacy um, to the soundtrack. It just feels like kind of like Star Wars, honestly. It just yeah. feels like intense you know, film action music. It also feels so Japanese, though. It reminds me of the kind of thing that you might get from Wakai or Kondo. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's just a certain style of that kind of music in games that's just so great. I love the layers, and it, it is a short, simple piece of music. But you have all these different iconic motives. You have yum bum 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 bum, and then you have yeah da 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 I love just yeah, it's voiced in these like low brass octaves. It's it's really kind of um, having fun with itself. And th- this first boss fight is actually a little bit of a, a bait and switch um, because it feels like oh that was kind of easy. And then after you beat it, mm-hmm. basically um, Oikini, the this villain that you've been chasing through the first level, gets shot down by this like mystery villain. And then you have to there's a second boss fight right. that happens, and it, it's it's a really nice interesting moment. And what I love is. Uh, I don't know, that theme. I, I feel like they use that boss theme at a couple points in the game. They might, but yeah. at this moment in the game, it sort of becomes like a little... I don't know. I like that they create a theme for this Oikini. You almost think like, oh, is he going to be the main villain? But then he dies right away. And it's... I, I always mm-hmm. kind of liked that narratively as a kid. It felt like something that would happen in the first scene of a movie. Yeah. Well, we're going to move on now to maybe one of my absolute favorite tracks in the whole score. This is so, so good. This is Katina. And the, the, the other subtitle of this is Frontier Serenade. This is from Star Fox Assault. Let's take a listen. <laughs> You guys are listening to Katina, Frontier Serenade, and this is based on a 64 melody uh, composed by Hajime Okai, but man, they're elevating it here, adding a lot of John Williams orchestration techniques and and ostinato and and rhythms that really feel like it's out of Star Wars, Um, so it feels like familiar and just, oh my gosh, it's so legitimate and action-packed beautiful melodies it, it's so much better than the 64 version and it, yeah I, it really I, it's like it borders between arrangement and just all-out composition because i mean yes the melody was there 
but this orchestral treatment, so much of the promise of what this piece is delivering is the nuances of the orchestration and mm -hmm. all the counter melodies and the way everything works together. I just also love how it starts with this big swashbuckling. Such a great big start. cymbal crashes. It's just delightful. It reminds me of like corn gold or something. It's so swashbuckling. Well, I think one of the most impressive things that Arakawa and Kawamoto were able to do with this score is that if you hadn't played the previous Star Fox games, it all gels together. The original stuff and the stuff that's arrangements from 64, it all feels like it's from in one world. Yeah. And it would just be such an amazing experience to hear this all for the first time. Yeah. And these are all like definitive versions. Like, again, this is another example where... I don't want to go back and listen to the, <laughs> the 64 Katina right. theme because it's just going to be so lacking. Well, the other thing that's so effective about this orchestration in terms of how it works in the game is this is that first... Uh, this is that first third person um, yes. shooter level, but the music really makes you feel so nimble. <laughs> and the, the way that Fox, is... the way that Fox controls, it's a little bit like a tank in terms of how you look around. <laughs> but also, he runs yeah. really fast and can jump it's like super, cartoonishly super high. Bad control. Yeah, the music is 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 one of the elements that. He's like, okay, I'm still having fun because this music is so fun to listen to. Right. Well, and the music kind of makes you feel really nimble and kind of agile. Yeah, the controls are so mystifying in this game. I don't understand it. All right. Let's now move on to, uh, I think this is, Will, is this the next stage theme here? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, this is actually um, what happens, not to be too nerdy in the story. Too late. Uh, they, <laughs> they find out that, like, Star Wolf, their, you know, rival gang or whatever, is uh, was somehow responsible for one of the things they find on Katina. Mm -hmm. And so they go back to kind of investigate their stronghold. Let's take a listen to Sargasso Hostiles Revisited. You guys are listening to Sargasso, Hostiles Revisited, and I just can't get enough of that that percussion and that that really big, you know, intense battery that you're hearing here, and the fact that it's all coming from the same hall, the same space. There's something really effective about that and refreshing about that. I mean, I think a lot of times what we hear now in movies and games uh, is kind of separate percussion that's added later. You know, you have like maybe loops or these really big taiko drum sounds and it definitely is a way to add more intensity, but this everything that we're experiencing in this game is like a symphonic intensity. Yeah. It, it's all, it's kind of limited. Like it can't go too big. 
Um, but but it's it's definitely it doesn't need to be any more intense than this. And right, it, it, the thing is, it's it's not heavy handed. Like it all right. fits really well, and the balance is, is just really well because this is an ensemble that had to perform together. Right. I mean, it's it's classically done. It sounds like Prokofiev or something. It's, right. It's it, it just like a balletic quality about it. It's so beautiful. I mean, the theme here is great, and I love how it's voiced. First, in the really um, threatening, menacing way with the low brass and some of those dissonant harmonies. But then basically you take that same motive in the high strings and give it this elegant presentation, and it works as a B section. Um, It's the power of orchestration, really. And yeah, I, I agree with you, Carl. I love how symphonic this is. They're not relying on like production elements. It doesn't sound like a Hollywood orchestra. You know, it sounds like a real symphony orchestra. It really does. And they have a lot of confidence as far as just relying on that. And and they're not concerned with, oh, is this going to be big enough? Do we need to add a choir? Do we need to add this and that? They're just relying on the power that the orchestra's had for hundreds of years. And when you're playing this game, it's it's like the most epic a Star Fox game has ever been. There's, there's really no need for anything else uh, to be added, but you know when you think about it, you're going from crappy Nintendo 64 samples um, t- to this, and so it's it's man, is it a huge step up? Totally. Well, next, I think we're gonna move on to the ice level in the game, the planet Ficina. Ficina. Let's take a listen to this, and the, the subtitle of this is "Break Through the Ice Field." Here we go. <laughs> You know what I have to say, especially listening to all this today in the context of other episodes we've had, I don't think a lot of people would would come out and say this, but this is one of the best orchestral Nintendo soundtracks I think ever released. Absolutely. It's just insane. Um, The writing is so good, and I love that it's strictly symphonic. You know, this is a soundtrack that the difference between this and something like Galaxy is when we think about Galaxy, it's this hodgepodge. The overall emotion that I think most of us think of is, oh, you know, that classic orchestral sound. But then all of a sudden you'll move into something with like a rock band and something with a synth, and it's a lot more diverse. Whereas this, we're really just getting this clear sense of this symphonic tradition. Um, and, and it's such a delight, especially when you put together the playlist like this that right. that really has the, the best of the best uh, pieces from the game. Oh, man, it's just so well done. Right. Well, yeah, Nintendo, I think it's like they just don't want to put a lot of money towards music. So when they do orchestral stuff, it's almost like... It's like, fine, we'll do an orchestra for this one mm-hmm. piece, and then this will be virtual instruments, and that will right. be virtual instruments. And it, it's interesting. I mean, oftentimes the music is still excellent, so it doesn't really bother me. 
Right. Um, but it is great to get a soundtrack like this where literally every single piece I, I has really, this symphonic sound. I really want to understand why that was, though. In 2005, like, did Namco set aside more money? Or where did the budget come from for this soundtrack? Well, I think it's about... I think it's about um, values. I think for Nintendo, more of an emphasis will always be put on gameplay and design. And I think it's safe to say that, you know, these boss fights aren't as well designed as a Nintendo one. These stages aren't as well designed. Nintendo wouldn't have made a, you know, a third person shooter level like that. You know, I mean, I think if Nintendo had designed it, the gameplay probably would have been even more fun. But it wouldn't have looked this good and it sure as hell wouldn't have sounded this good. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Asteroid Belt, the Aperoid Menace. <laughs> You guys are listening to Asteroid Belt, the Aperoid Menace. Now, the Aperoids are the main kind of baddies in this game. This is another 64 arrangement um, of a previous Asteroid Belt theme. Uh, and you can definitely hear uh, the tracks that are Wakai compositions and the tracks that are Kondo compositions. Wakai um, does have a very limber, free sense of writing, which is good for action music. Um, his, his, his music is a lot more noty than <laughs> Kondo's music is. <laughs> yeah, like that B section. I mean, I love the arrangement here. I mean, it's just so gorgeous, and they, they really make all of these themes sing in a way. Honestly, my favorite stuff. I think in Star Fox Assault is like arrangements of Wakai compositions it's that wild, in 64 yeah. weren't that great. And then here they turn them into these beautiful pieces. It's, it's almost so unfair. Amazing to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this is, I, I love the ostinato here. And that melody. You know what? Well, it's possible that maybe we should, we should stop discussing this stuff from the sense of like oh this is an arrangement of a pre-existing track maybe from now on we should just judge it on its own terms you right. know this is its own piece of music and at the end of the day it's so effective in game and there might be a lot of people playing this game that might not have played a previous Star Fox right. game and you know it's they're just going to be blown away by this I love I love that they add piano to that low mm-hmm. ostinato and it, it's very tastefully done it's not overbearing they didn't like dial it up in the faders or anything again it still has that orchestral sound and i i love the um there's like a raw sound to the brass here like there's even Mm -hmm. a little bit of um what almost sounded like a flub in the playing but i actually kind of like that because it makes it sound yeah i liked that too on in the trumpets yep absolutely well we're going to move on to the second dedicated boss theme and every single boss thing that appears in the game really ramps up the intensity and the epicness let's take a listen to boss two aperoid pigma (laughs) 
You guys are listening to Boss 2, Aperoid Pigma. I adore this track. This is how you do boss music. It's so engaging. Um, I really love that repeated note ostinato that stays the same, and the context totally changes as the chords change around it. Will was saying that it reminded him a lot of the Battle Rock Galaxy from Mario Galaxy. Well, it uses uh, the Phrygian mode, which is a mode that we haven't talked about very much on this podcast, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it's a little bit... We maybe mentioned that episode with Charlie, music that... Um, the progression revolves this like half step oscillation between the tonics. Sure. And the way that the Phrygian mode works is you basically can have a minor chord as the root and then a major chord that's a half step above the root mm-hmm. and then another major chord like a whole step above there. That That's kind of like a, a sound that I feel like happens in a lot of video game music. It and does. This yeah. really reminds me of Galaxy, honestly. Um, I think, you know, maybe in layman's terms, the, the, the power of that or why that's effective is it's surprising and it has this sense of, of excitement and mystery to it right that's really the the use of that why it works so well and for a boss theme like this man well and it's it's, so effective i think it's the reason why modes work in general because most of us are pretty accustomed to the sound of major and minor scales and so when Mm -hmm. we hear a major chord and we imagine you know that's our home key we whether you're conscious of it or not your brain is sort of prepared for certain things and so we have these biases uh, uh, a certain major moment that wouldn't be what you'd expect there's something delightful about it or it feels evocative or like it's from another world or something in the same way you know if you're in a major key um and then you hear this minor five chord that would be like the mixolydian mode Mm -hmm. there's just something special about how it slightly subverts your your expectations and every mode has a different nuanced character and what's great about film music and video game music and just great modern music in general is that they use a lot of modal borrowing that you know it's not like they live they don't necessarily feel like okay this whole piece is in lydian or this whole piece is in dorian because that's not as surprising either they'll just use a splash of those modes in a particular instance and i think that moment in this boss theme is like that the last thing i wanted to mention is that this boss theme actually develops a motive from the first boss theme which is that yeah and it uses this for this big kind of dramatic uh what in classical music they might call like a rossini crescendo where you basically repeat the same phrase of music uh, expanding the orchestration every time again and again and again it would happen the composer rossini used it a lot in opera music like right before a big aria moment interesting parallel well well guys i'm very excited to move on to this week's track of the week This is definitely one of the best uh, tracks in the game. And what's so crazy is that it's this is an original composition. Is that right, Will? Yes, this, is, this one's original. Awesome. Let's take a listen to Saria Reunion, composed by the very talented Yoshi Arakawa and Yoshinori Kawamoto.
there's so much that these composers are saying with this track. It's so impressive. This is Saria Reunion, this week's track of the week from Star Fox Assault, which came out for the GameCube in 05. The composers are Yoshi Arakawa and Yoshinori Kawamoto. And in addition to being wonderful at arranging and kind of sprucing up, uh, you know, the themes from 64, such talented composers in their own right. And this, you know, this theme is so great, has so many different sections that are all so engaging and for, for, for different reasons. In some way, it's a little bit sad that this, I don't want to say wasted, but some of these melodies kind of feels like maybe they were wasted on Star Fox Assault because the quality of this game, I don't know, in some way maybe it didn't deserve <laughs> this phenomenal music, but... Either way, I'm so glad that we got that we got it. I love this bridge section that we're hearing now. It sort of has a deceptive form. Mm-hmm. Oh God, this is what a great probably melody. my yeah. This has to be my favorite piece of music in the the whole game. It's just so fantastic. And again, the orchestration is just so masterful. That theme that we have at the beginning it doubles cellos, uh, horns, and bassoon. And it's a very interesting doubling, and it, it really has so much character, and it, it's such a it's such a nimble melody, and it's very swashbuckling. Well, it's interesting. This well. this piece should be called a waltz because this is actually much of it is a waltz, right? The re, the reunion waltz, yeah. The, the, <laughs> oh my gosh, this this is maybe one of the most catchy melodies of the game. The dun 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 dun. It's just it's right. one of those themes that you could hear in a bunch of different contexts. I don't think they do. But you could hear this theme in like a sad context later on. It could be almost the main theme of the game. The other thing that's kind of cool is this planet Saria is actually where Star Fox Adventures takes place. The that's game right. that Dave Wise composed for. Um, and I don't believe this piece is referencing any of his music, but it's just kind of cool to think that you oh, know man, he's part of the <laughs> the fabric of the Star Fox universe, I guess. But yeah, beautiful orchestration, gorgeous melodic writing, and these sort of daring harmonic episodes that kind of like bring yeah. us back to the loop point. It's so fantastic. It's just. Oh, very sumptuous chords. There's some moments, like heroic moments here, that kind of remind me of that uh, Metroid orchestral medley that they made back in the 90s. Sure. Yeah, it has that anime 90s orchestra yeah. sound to it. All right. Well, now we're going to move on to another 64 arrangement of Corneria. This is Corneria. The name of this track is Strategy to Reclaim the Capital City. Let's take a listen to this from Star Fox Assault.
I just can't get enough of those orchestral tom-toms. <laughs> They're just used so well in the score to add a lot of that militaristic intensity. It's something that we hear a lot in, in, in action music and films, uh, and it's just super on the nose. This might be one of the strongest melodies from the original, uh, not the original, but the previous game, Star Fox 64. Um, this is the first stage theme in 64, and such a great theme composed by Wakai. Um, and again, these, these uh, musicians are able to elevate the emotions that, that we got from the original Corneria. I think Corneria is one of the examples of 64 where I was hearing that orchestra in my head. I was kind of using my imagination and hearing what it would sound like, you know, with a real orchestra. And so it's kind of crazy now to actually get to hear that. Right. I love the use of piccolo in this track for doubling. Again, it kind of hmm. reminds me of that 70s TV show thing. I can't explain it, but some of that woodwind yeah. stuff, um, especially how it's mic'd and just piccolo is always really present whenever it's done. The one thing I'll say, I don't want to say anything against this uh, arrangement, but it feels like this might be the most faithful arrangement as far as they're not, there's not adding as many flourishes as they do to the other arrangement. But that might be because the other arrangements needed more. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, Whereas this, this is, is one already of the so best layered melodies that Wakai wrote for for that game so yeah the melody is great and and I think it's all faithfully captured you made a point when we were listening to a Carl where you kind of said I kind of want it to be faster but I literally don't think the violins could play that ostinato any faster than they are we'll see about that all right let's move on to one of the most beloved themes from Star Fox 64 as far as new pieces of music that feels like they're just you know classic part of the series the theme of star wolf and again the way they do it here it, it's the definitive version for sure the tempo is more relaxed the mariachi so trumpets much are more beautiful. so good let's take a listen to the theme of star wolf feeling Hajime Wakai really thinks highly of this score because they're making him look so good. <laughs> you know, his his melodies were, were great for 64, but these arrangements just make him seem like a genius, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, especially when you compare it to the original, it's kind of like yeah. it just doesn't even have nearly the same effect. I mean, they they really nail the sort of Spanish, yeah, mariachi kind of flavor of that melody it also it's not reminds even like it was even of, in the original it's just it makes it so sexy I mean, how how loud that trumpet is and with the wide vibrato it reminds me of like jackie chan music of the 80s yeah. too you know <laughs> 
Yeah, and like great Kung Fu playing music. and just this gorgeous, evocative kind of jazz writing for some of the harmonies. It's it's really so so daring and ugh, I just love it. So good, classic theme of the series. All right, let's move on to the third boss track of the day. This is Boss Three, Aperoid Blitz. Here we go. You guys are listening to Boss 3 Aperoid Blitz. Very fitting title for this. And this continues uh, the trend of every single boss theme ramping up the intensity. This one's quite a bit faster than uh, Boss Theme 2 was. Yeah, I think the, the boss music is one, of the, is one of the examples of how these musicians are doing something so special and fresh with this soundtrack. Right. You know, not only is the, the boss music orchestrated, you know, like the rest of the game is, which is great, but it's so melodic and it really feels like music that you could hear in a film. Right. They're not throwing away these boss moments. I don't know. In my opinion, so many boss fights have these these musical moments where they're just kind of being thrown away, where they just do something creepy and Well, Carl, you know what's cool is both the boss two and boss three theme, each one of them separately kind of expands upon a motive from the original boss theme. In the right. last theme we had the yump bum 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 which was a part of that boss one. But here we have the that sort of like octatonic run mm-hmm. that becomes like the fundamental thing of here i love that there's like motivic development that way where it's kind of like yeah. the first boss theme influenced the second two boss themes we're now going to listen to i believe the last stage theme of the game this is the aperoid homeworld and oh my gosh i remember <laughs> playing this stage and this music really puts you on edge the the low strings really kind of remind me of the jaws theme and so there seems to be maybe a little bit of uh, some some nods to that, at least that that vibe. Um, but there's a lot more happening with with the rest of the orchestra here. Really cool piece of music. Let's take a listen to Aperoid Homeworld breaching the defenses. <laughs>
I will say this game, despite its flaws, it definitely has its moments. I have a lot of good memories about uh, the ending of this game. Uh, the, the ending is, it, it, I think is, I don't know, Will, what are your thoughts on the, the way that this game ends? It's pretty outstanding. I mean, I remember struggling a lot on the, the on-foot part of the Aperoid homeworld, mm-hmm. um, but I remember the music just, it's, it's probably one of the points in the game that always stood out to me. This and Planet Saria are always right. moments where as a kid I was definitely noticing the music and God, there's that sort of bridge section where the ostinato cuts out and you have those kind of piano arpeggios. I love the piano. So gorgeous. These really out there kind of whole tony chords, these augmented chords, and then some really dissonant harmonies there. Some of it kind of reminds me of Star Wars. It's a little John Williams-y kind of these, these dense 20th century sounding harmonies so gorgeous. man these composers were not messing around <laughs> in the score just have so much to say and i am a little bit sad that we weren't able to hear from them you know going forward in you know any nintendo series i want to look into these composers because i'm actually not familiar it's possible that fans of namco games might recognize them more than than i do yeah, but it's also interesting like the there's a youtube channel called the video game historian which i can't recommend enough he does these great videos talking about all sorts of topics and he talks about sort of the legal battles between atari and nintendo and the creation of namco mm-hmm. and how all that stuff came together and so it's interesting that there have been several instances of a partnership between uh, Nintendo and Namco. Yeah. I mean, now Namco Bandai um, worked with Nintendo on, I believe, the most recent Smash Brothers game. Mm-hmm. They were the developers of that game, which also had some pretty epic orchestral music. And if I'm not mistaken, did did they not collaborate with them on one of the arcade Mario Kart games? Right, right. They did the the arcade Mario Kart, which is why Pac-Man became a playable character. I'm sure there's other examples of their collaboration, but yeah. All right, guys, we're, we have two more tracks, and they're both battle tracks. Uh, this one is so, so good. This is the Homeworld Core, the final battle. It's possible that the next two tracks may, are, might might be out of order in the game. But in any case, these are the last two fights of the game. Let's take a listen to the final battle. You guys are listening to Homeworld Core, the final battle, and I'm pretty sure there's there's multiple instances that happen, so it's possible that the next track, next track is called Aperoid Queen, so it is possible that happens after this. Right, so this um, isn't actually a boss piece of music, it's, this yeah, is kind the of like last escape, on yeah. rail uh, level where you're sort That's of right. flying through these deadly tunnels and everything. It is a battle, <laughs> just not a boss, you're right. It is quite a battle. Yeah, this this is one of those moments where it kind of reminds me of a lot of different things. It reminds me of Star Wars. You know, when you think about maybe like something like the Return of the Jedi, 
the Millennium Falcon going through that that trench. Uh, it just it kind of reminds you of a lot of classic moments in sci-fi. Uh, and I kind of wish, and I wish that there would just have been more of those moments in this game. Right. Like I said, there's there's a couple of these standout moments where it feels like this is classic space battle at its best, but you know they're they're kind of few and far between. Right. The music here is so fantastic. I love those kind of chromatic lines moving in contrary motion. You have the um, <laughs> and then you have the and they create these really interesting dissonances when they kind of rub up against each other not to mention the <laughs> yeah oh carl we're Very just having virtuosic. great fodder for when i make the uh <laughs> the scrubbing down memory lanes for episode 300 all our singing i have to go through and like yeah. find all the instances of us singing and make that little montage better get started on that bud oh god all right this is the last track of the day this is boss four the aperoid queen man this is intense let's take a listen good you guys listening to boss for aperoid queen i think this is particularly effective as like the final boss theme of the game because it's actually less frantic than you're expecting it's a little slower and the use of that heavy piano doubling with those uh those ostinatos are just it's very powerful because sometimes the final battle needs to be a little bit slower and intense and i think right. this is this is very effective because you know what we just heard with that homeworld core theme was a very fast blistering and going from that to this i think makes this in in some ways feel like it's even elevating that intensity well these composers uh let's say their names once again because they're so fantastic yoshi arakawa and yoshinori kawamoto i mean let's look into these people to them because they're really what made this feel like a nintendo game especially even in all their original music i mean this sounds like music that would be right at home in the zelda series it sounds Mm -hmm. like music that would be right at home in the mario series even i mean they're really fantastic and they kind of when they need to they nail the koji kondo sound and they nail the sound of star fox quite frankly and i just think this this score is this score has been such a treat um, listening through it again today. Yes. I, mean, I have so many nostalgic memories of this game. I remember being so excited for it when I was younger and um, hearing the music just kind of brings me back to all those great memories. We're going to play you guys out with the staff roll theme of Star Fox from Star Fox Assault, which is so wonderful because we finally get to hear some hearkenings of the 64 mission accomplished and staff roll themes as well as the main uh, Star Fox theme. So just a really wonderful orchestral 
orchestral arrangement of some amazing Koji Kondo melodies. Thanks so much, guys, for joining us for the second week of Nintendo Month. This was an interesting choice because, like we said, developed by Namco. But at the end of the day, this, like Will said, feels like a classic Nintendo soundtrack. Definitely an underrated one. So we're really happy to focus on this. Will, I know this was a long time coming from you. You've been asking to do this for years. So I'm glad we finally got around to it. Yeah. And I'm really, I'm possibly even more excited for next week's episode. Next week is going to be near and dear to both of our hearts. All right, guys, we got two more weeks in Nintendo Month coming at you. A little bit of plugs here at the end. You can follow us on Twitter at Mercado Bros. We're on Facebook as well. You can subscribe to us on YouTube and iTunes is probably the best way to subscribe to the podcast. We want to thank we want to thank all our fans for leaving nice iTunes reviews. That really helps us out. And the last way, if you're interested in supporting us, uh, the best way to do that is our Patreon. And we have some reward tiers on there. Some more Patreon episodes coming up. And we're actually going to be, uh, maybe in the next couple months, trying to take care of a couple more rewards on Patreon. Uh, once Will is back for winter break, I think we might have some time to, to, to do some of that stuff. And also, we had a really good uh, suggestion to change one of our reward tiers from Google Hangout to Discord. So we may be looking into starting like a separate uh, Discord uh, just for, for patrons only. So that's kind of some stuff we're going to be mm-hmm. uh, looking into uh, doing in the next couple months. And uh, the last thing is, is if you're interested in nerding out about video game music, we have a Discord uh, channel, which is a really great place to talk about all things video games and music. So if you're, if you're interested and you haven't, um, had access to that, uh, feel free to send us an email. That's probably the best way to get access. A couple things that I wanted to plug. A couple weeks ago, I released an album on Halloween called Dr. Acula's Malevolent Manor, which yeah. is kind of a spooky 8-bit chiptune album that I've been so working good. on for a couple years. The last thing that I wanted to say, though, is that when if you're listening to this as it comes out on Monday, tomorrow there will be a new episode of Underscore. Marty and I have been sort of on an extended break because we've both right. just been kind of super busy with things, but... We're finally bringing the show back. And so awesome. for those of you that love film music, um, we've got some cool stuff in store. Cool beans. Very exciting. All right. I think that just about does it. We'll talk to you guys next week. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everyone. Peace out. Peace <laughs> out.